I like to move it, move it. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of I Like to Movie Movie. I'm going to take a couple minutes here to just give you a dispatch from day one of the Overlook Film Festival here in lovely New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, so far, so good. Um, I've seen three movies thus far and an event. And uh, I just wanted to share a little bit about each one of them with you real fast. Just a couple minutes of your time. I apologize if you can hear a grinding noise in the background. It's just that my hotel room is right next to the ice machine. Luckily for me, I sleep with earplugs anyway because I am an old man. And so if you hear it, I'm sorry. But uh, if you don't, great. Um, the sound quality on this is going to be middling at best, I'm sure. But I am recording on my Bluetooth headphones to try and minimize noise. So the Overlook Film Festival uh, started yesterday, and it's running all the way through until the second. There's some programming on the third, but I will be on a plane. So that's just the way that it is. And I got to say, no, no shade to the Overlook Film Festival. But the best thing I've done in New Orleans so far was the Museum of Death. Holy hell, what an experience, the Museum of Death. So many different things, paintings from killers that are on death row, taxidermied animals, skeletons of people, animals, death masks of everyone you can think of, from Brando to Robin Williams to John Dillinger. Uh, they have a swatch from Clyde of Bonnie and Clyde uh, fame from his pants that he was wearing when he got shot to death uh, and did so while looking nothing like Warren Beatty. What a... What a profoundly ugly man that, that Clyde Barrow was. Um, and, you know, Bonnie was no uh, spring chicken either. Uh, is that the word? No, spring chicken's more about youth. She was a spring chicken, but uh, she was not a looker, we'll say. But um, really just one of the coolest things I've done. If you find yourself in New Orleans uh, by some strange turn of events, or if you just take a trip, the murder, uh, not murder museum, the uh, Museum of Death is something to check out. But let's talk about the movies. Yesterday, the first movie that I saw was called Late Night with the Devil. And not going to lie, this is the one to beat already. Uh, this is one of the coolest movies I have ever seen. It is written and directed by Cameron Cairns and Colin Cairns, who are both in attendance. And um, it's sort of a found footage slash documentary of a late night talk show hosted by Jack Delroy, played here by the wonderful David Destmalchian. Apologies if I have mispronounced that. But he plays a, a 1970s late-night host that is working to compete with Carson. And as we all know, that was a difficult thing to do. Carson was a standby in American households. He's recently suffered some setbacks. His wife passed away unexpectedly, and... Um, Basically, the show is going under, but they have a very special Halloween episode. And so what this movie takes the form of are the master tapes from the recording of this episode. On this episode, they have uh, like a uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, you know, the guy who bends spoons and he was just like a charlatan. Um, they have a guy like that coming in to do like psychic stuff. Um, they have a guy who's like the amazing Randy, who's there to undercut him and supernatural things start happening as a result. 
And uh, it's a really cleverly done movie. It commits to the bit pretty hard. And uh, during the Q&A afterwards, the direct writer-directors were asked if uh, they had seen Ghostwatch as an influence, because it seems very heavily influenced by Ghostwatch. But they said that their influence was more from something like Network, which is really interesting, but completely on point. But this is the movie to beat. It's funny. It's scary. The period details are on point. And this is the kind of thing, much like a ghost watch, where when this finally comes out on Blu-ray, God willing, I will buy it just so I can sit there with a rewind button and bounce back and forward and see what it is that I may have missed, because there's a lot of little hidden images. But highly recommend. Uh, This is probably the movie I was most excited for. Uh, in this festival, and it did not disappoint. Uh, really, really good stuff. Very much up my alley. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody on this. What was that guy's name? Yuri Geller. That's what I was thinking of. Yuri Geller. Here is a guy named Christou. But uh, very good stuff. And uh, I, I could not recommend it higher. And the writers, directors, they're also known for um, 100 Bloody Acres which I have not seen, but uh, comes highly recommended as uh, an Aussie comedy slash horror that everyone seems to love. The second movie that I saw was Renfield. Um, You've heard of Renfield. You know about Renfield. Uh, I don't know if I'm embargoed, so I'm not going to say a lot here. But um, I will say this about Renfield. It's... I mean... I would say that it's exactly as good as I expected. Uh, I was expecting a pretty broad mainstream comedy that is fun, but uh, not mind-blowing, and that's exactly what it is. Um, It does not really use its concept of Nick Cage as Dracula as wildly as one would hope, but um, that's not to say that Nick Cage doesn't show up. He really shows up. And so this is the story of Renfield, played here by Nicholas Holt, uh, starting to doubt his partnership with Count Dracula, played here by Nicholas Cage. And what's cool about this movie is it is posited to be a direct sequel to Todd Browning's Dracula from, was that the 30s? And they established this by having an opening, you know, uh, you're probably wondering how I got here sort of flashback that takes the form of footage from Dracula only reshot using Nicholas Holt, uh, Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, that that's probably the best part of the movie, but it's really a lot of fun. It's super gory, even if it's a little bit of that rubbery CGI blood, doesn't matter, super gory. Uh, it really is a lot of fun. The big downfall here is that it has to be a movie And in being a movie, it has to expand the plot a little bit. You've got Aquafina playing a New Orleans cop. And and that's one thing. This was shot in New Orleans, so it's very fun to watch it in New Orleans. But she's a New Orleans cop with something to prove, and she gets involved in this whole thing. Uh, Renfield is uh, currently in therapy, like group therapy, to try and stop being controlled by a narcissist. And so it's kind of a lot of things at once. And whereas I, I I understand that they have to make a complete movie, I feel like it would be a lot better to just be focusing on Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage 
because Cage is a hoot, and he, I mean, he really leans into it and does a great job uh, sort of bridging the gap between Bella Lugosi and Nick Cage as we all know him. But at the same time, he's not in it as much as I would hope, uh, as much as anyone would hope. But, you know, so it is. It's got to be a movie. It's got to be broad. I think uh, its biggest failure is that it also tries to be an action movie. And the action is cleverly staged, cleverly conceived. It's not very well shot. Um, That said, with a crowd, it's a really, like, big, rambunctious movie. And there's a lot of laugh lines. I don't know why it's, it's... it probably sounds like I'm coming down on this, and I'm really not. This is delivering pretty much everything that it promised. I just lament that, like, there's a great movie here, and instead of the great movie that Renfield could be, we just got, like, a pretty solid one. But um, this is going to do big numbers at the box office, because how do you not go see Nick Cage's Dracula? And honestly, it is absolutely worth it. Um a couple notable faces in it. Ben Schwartz plays a character. He's really funny in it. But I think actually the, the performance that runs away with the movie is Brandon Scott Jones as Mark, the head of the support group that Renfield's been going to. Uh, every line out of this guy's mouth seems very realistic to how someone in his position would be in real life and also is laugh out loud funny. So, uh, you know, Renfield, pretty solid. It's directed by Chris McKay, who uh, did The Tomorrow War, which I, ooh, excuse me. So I'm filled with hotel coffee, uh, Lego Batman movie, you know, things like that. Uh, pretty solid stuff. Uh, it's written by Ryan Ridley and Robert Kirkman. I don't know what they're, oh, they're like Rick and Morty. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. The third and final movie that I saw was another hell of a good time. Uh, the Wrath of Becky. And The Wrath of Becky is an interesting one because it's a sequel to Becky. Um, You remember Becky as being the movie where Kevin James plays a white supremacist. And so in that movie, uh, Kevin James and his buddies uh, attack a family on vacation, kill everybody except for the daughter, Becky. And as it turns out, Becky uh, not only is good at killing, but sort of gets a bloodlust. And so this sequel picks up pretty much where that one left off. Uh, It's a completely different creative team, but the same actress plays uh, Becky. Her name is Lulu Wilson, and uh, she has been jumping from foster family to foster family in the time between the movies. And wouldn't you know it, where she's currently staying is in a town where a Proud Boys analog is showing up. They're called the Noblemen, and they are going to have a rally the following day. But they come across Becky, and things go sour pretty quick, and now we're in another position, or another situation, where Becky is uh, called upon to use her special skills to destroy some fascists. And so we all love watching fascists get fucked up, and boy do they. Uh, This is a 83-minute just fucking party it's gory it's funny it's suspenseful it is extremely well acted courtney Gaines from the burbs is in it uh the head of the noblemen such a great parody of you know your fucking uh, proud boy groups uh sean william scott plays the head of them and he gives a hell of a performance uh truly an underrated actor one of the better performers of our time uh will always be seen as stifler to many but uh, he's great in Southland Tales. 
he's great. I mean, he's country Mac. He's, he's great in everything. And uh, he really shows up here. And what's cool is this movie tries to, I don't want to say shift genres, but it shifts intentions from the first movie and really tries to make this into like a rip roaring sequel and ends up doing stuff that's more thematically uh, resonant than what happened in the original Becky. Like one of the failures of the, we won't say failures because the first Becky was good, but one of the shortcomings of the original Becky is that they don't really do so much with the white supremacy angle. The fact that these white supremacists uh, bust in on an interracial family doesn't really ever seem to come up. Like the whole the whole script of that movie feels like a first or second draft because there's all these opportunities that seem obvious that are just not taken. That said, it's still a ton of fun, but this sequel really steps it up big. And uh, I, I couldn't have loved it more. And it was one that I, I had to sprint to the theater just to get in in time. And I made it just in time. Uh, I was uh, afraid I wasn't going to make it. I almost gave up so that I wouldn't have to sprint. But powered by Blue Raspberry Icy, goddammit, I pulled it off. And I'm glad I did because it was incredible. Uh, such a good time. Uh, very raucous crowd for this one. And it's one that really benefits from a crowd because it is... Very satisfying to watch fascists get fucked up by all means of uh, Rambo-style traps and heavy artillery of their own. Um, and there's a very cute dog. The last thing that happened on day one was uh, this weird event where... Uh, I forget what they're called. Let's, let's pull up my uh, schedule here. It promised to be a we'll call it let's see it was called oh no i can't find it let's go to the web page this is great guys overlook not overleaf overlook film festival it was a uh, it was like an event put on by a local group I don't actually know what this group is supposed to be, but the name of the, uh, here we go. Let's go to the schedule. Dead air, dead air, dead air, special events. Beep, boop, up. The Ministry of Peculiar Peculiarities presents a history of sound in motion pictures. So this was supposed to be a one-of-a-kind showing of a Vitaphone, which is a gramophone attached to an old-timey projector. And uh, yeah, like the description says, the ministry will be discussing a system from the origins of sound film, the Vitaphone. Audiences will also be treated to a rare short film recently discovered in the ministry's archives projected on the very same device. It's sure to be an unforgettable event and the perfect way to kick off your Overlook adventures. Um, it was none of these things. Uh, while we stood in line to get in, a couple people dressed in old-timey gear came around and engaged with the people in the line. They were all in character, sort of riffing with everybody. I don't know what the angle was, but they were all really committed to the bit and... Um, that was really kind of the most fun part. And then we got inside and they projected onto the screen, not from the Vitaphone, 
from a digital projector in the back, uh, which, you know, ended up being a joke of its own. There was no history of sound. There was no nothing. There was just like an improvised bit that seemed half-baked, followed by like a maybe 30-second clip that kind of made no sense while the Vitaphone sat in the center of the room. And then like that, it was over. And I think this was supposed to actually be an advertisement for whatever the Ministry of Peculiarities does outside of the festival. Um, I And I think it's like a, like a live action puzzle solving thing. I don't know. Um, so I think this was technically just a, a quick 10 minute, not even 10 minute business card for whatever events that they do. And so kudos to them for, for connecting to the fest and doing something like this. Um, yeah, it looks on their website to be some sort of like investigatory thing, but I, uh, I think it's like an escape room thing, but, um, I don't know. I was pretty disappointed because I actually thought I was going to get to see a Vitaphone in action and, uh, I did not. So I, I didn't quite get it, but Hey, it was very late at that point and it was time to go to bed. So I got me some chicken tenders and did exactly that. But today, uh, I've got uh, five movies if I can manage to squeeze them in. So uh, I'm going to hop off from here and go take care of that. And uh, I will check back with you guys in a little bit. But thanks for listening. Apologies again for the sound quality. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. But uh, again, shout out to the Overlook Film Festival. And uh, make sure you follow everything at Movie MovieCast. Uh, we'll check in in a day or two. Thanks, guys. I love you.